All right, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to another episode of the Busted Header Podcast. I am Chris, a.k.a. Not the Fake Webby, and I'm joined here by my co-host, Hal, a.k.a. Halbertius, a.k.a. Jake. In person again, uh, which means that once again, I have to apologize if the uh, audio quality does not live up to my personal standards. Uh, I know the rest of you probably don't care, but I do. I still do. Is the audio worse or better than when we're on our own separate mics? Different. It's fair. We're both a little spacier, so I have to cut out a lot more, like, random noise... Uh, I can't, like, sometimes when we're together and, like, one of us takes a drink, I just, like, cut that. And I can't I can't do that as easily because the other person's talking. <laughs> and, like, yeah, the, the difference between cutting just, like, a, a single track of a person and cutting combined tracks is, like, very different. And I'm not that level of professional. <laughs> uh, yeah. I mean, I will say, I think the cohesion of us being in the same room... Makes up for that. What, you mean video chat isn't enough? Not don't, quite. When please. there's just a tad bit of delay and I'm like, I... Please don't talking. tell that to my bosses. I would like to continue working from home on certain days. Thank you. I will say <laughs> It's very important that nobody notices a difference. Two very different things. Also, we have the Thunder and, uh, was it Grizzlies summer league game on? And I'm going to be distracted by that at least three I, times for chat. We're going to talk about it's later. It's behind me. He took the good seats. So <laughs> the good seat, like yeah. you didn't have control over. Yeah, this. well, yeah, I guess this seat does have control over the keyboard, which is important. All right, we got to get we got to get to the news. You want to start us off? Yes. So currently, as of now, seven p.m., seven thirty p.m. Stand, Eastern Standard Time on Wednesday, the sixth, we still have not officially received Jalen Duran from the Knicks, which, or Hornets, or whoever that. I guess Hornets and the Knicks. Yeah, the Hornets trade has to go through. Is he the, stuck somewhere in between? And I, I don't. I think. They, because uh, the Hornets trade involved like purely assets. I think draft assets. I don't think there was a player involved in that. You're saying Duran to the Knicks part of it? Yes, I believe. So I don't know so. if they're doing if they're doing it as a three team trade. Um, there might because there's a player involved. Uh, you have to wait for the moratorium. I don't think they had. Uh, if they're doing it as a two team trade between just those two teams. They could have done it draft night. Uh, that's why Usman Dieng can play for the Thunder right now because it was purely draft assets. So yep, either way, the only wrinkle here is that obviously Thursday at midnight, which is fucking insane, uh, the Pistons play their first summer league that. game. It's That's so annoying. Is uh, this Vegas or are we still in Salt Lake? This Denver, is Utah. Portland. You should be able to tell yeah. by the fact that it's got the Utah yeah, court. <laughs> it immediately moving over to the SLC. So I yeah. get it now. Yeah. Um, but the, the key wrinkle here is that as of right now, Dern, I don't know if he can actually practice with the team. So I know he's traveling. I don't, I don't know like what level of formal practice he can participate in. So maybe he, even if they get it through today, he may not play tomorrow. We'll see. Yeah. Um, regardless, uh, I mean, a lot of people are like freaking out. Like, what if they change the trade? Like, guys, the trade has been agreed on for like a week and a half. Yeah, that'd uh, be you, unheard of. You change that trade, you are like killing any credibility you have with any GM ever. Yep, no uh, team is ever going to make a trade with you again. Like, yeah, essentially. Yeah, so like the trade will go through. It's just a matter of these things have to be done in very specific orders. Uh, I did see that they officially made uh, Marvin Bagley. I guess we can get to so Marvin Bagley's. Contract has been made official. We'll talk about that more in a second. Um, but they did make that official first, so there may have been some um, cat reasons for this because um, <coughs> they had to get rid of his ridiculous cap hold. Yep. So it's coming, just not yet. 
the Jeremy Grant Procida trade did go through this morning or this afternoon, I guess. So yeah. uh, Gabriela Procida is in Vegas. He will probably participate in summer league. Vegas, Salt Lake City, Vegas. Okay. The Pistons are in the Vegas. Gotcha. One. Yes. Vegas Summer League. That matters to no one but me, but okay. <laughs> yeah, he's, he's giving me the look here. Uh, I'm also giving the look to Kenneth Lofton, who is thick with about seven seats. Dude, Kenneth Lofton is one of my <laughs> oh favorite players. Oh, God. I've never seen him in real life before, but he is Kenneth Lofton is literally just what happens if Draymond Green never gets skinny. <laughs> like, he's he's the same, like, 6'6", six, six, super yep. long wingspan, like, listed at 280, probably 315, like, brilliant post-passer, can put the ball on the floor, has just a smidge of a shooting touch. Like, he is such a fun and fascinating player. And if the Grizz can get him to lose, like, 40 pounds over the next two years, they're going to have a weapon on their hands. If, if he doesn't lose the weight, I don't know what he can do, but... Zebo 2.0? Well... Speaking of the Grizzlies? <laughs> I, I wouldn't go that far. In former uh, Michigan State. <laughs> Zebo couldn't, couldn't defend... Like, Kenneth Lofton can play defense, especially if he gets some mobility from moving his feet. I, I love Kenneth Lofton a lot. Uh, the fact that the Grizzlies are actively playing Kenneth Lofton and David Roddy together <laughs> is hilarious. And I love it so much uh, for me, mostly. I don't think it works in the NBA, but I love it for me. Um, this audio is going to be especially bad because Jake keeps turning his head completely backwards while he's talking. I'm, I'm speaking louder when I do it, can't you tell? Um, <laughs> all right. So, proceed to trade, goes through, he's in Vegas. Bagley. Yep. Uh, we we got to talk about this. Go off. Just What the fuck are we doing? I, I, this is like an indefensibly stupid thing. Um, three years, $37 million, which is about $12 million, uh average annual value, give or take. I don't know exactly what his raise structure is, and I'm assuming it starts at like 11, 9, something, and goes to like 13.2, whatever. Yep. Um, no options. Nope. If this had a team option, it would have been Or like horrible. even a partially guaranteed third year. No. I, I want a full option. I'm not taking any dead money for this. Uh, I want, I, like, I, I, this is so frustrating. Uh, there's going to be a lot of people that are like, well, they have the money. Uh, <laughs> because, because like, that the money doesn't matter. Uh, or it's someone else's money or like, stop being mad that somebody else gets, but like, this is horrific process. And we just like, the only reason he's doing this is because Troy likes him. Mm-hmm. Like Troy is attached to him emotionally. It's Troy's guy. One of yeah. Troy's guys. This has... This is not based at all in anything he's ever done on a court. Uh, if you go to any of the, I looked at uh, Hollinger's board, uh, like B O R D money sign boards, yeah. uh, that projected him as being worth like three million a year. Uh, I can't remember one of the other services I checked had him worth about five. So to get twelve million average annual value is literally a two to three hundred percent raise over what he should get. Uh, to not have an option in three years is crazy. There's just no reason for this. Uh, there's been, I've looked all over the place. There was never a single rumor about any other team being interested in Marvin Bagley. Yeah. You are bidding against nobody. I don't care if Troy is right and Marvin Bagley becomes an all-star. <laughs> you should have had that all-star on like $6 million a year. So here's the thing. I am not as upset about it as you are. I don't think paying... It's hard to be because I'm. this is this is the worst move he's ever made by such a dramatic amount. Look, mm. Paying Julio Okafor 
is better than this. Well, yes, Julia Lockover got paid next to nothing. I'm not because here's here's the 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 extra special wrinkle that uh, average value is just slightly high enough that there are certain people who are on mid level exception contracts you can't trade for. Yeah, you would be giving up too much money, and that is the point where I was trying to go. Was the contract I saw for him was somewhere in the like ten at tops, like nine to ten million. That was where I was expecting him to get resigned at, which. You know what? Probably a little bit of an overpay to keep him in Detroit. It's Troy's guy, whatever. The 12 is higher than it should be and takes out the possibility of trading for someone who was assigned for a $10 million mid-level exception. Not, not, the, ten, not the 10. It's a, 25, it's a 25%. So the not, the the taxpayer mid-level I'm where you're at slightly the 6. Under that. Where you're at the 6, you can't do it. You can do it if they got a full mid-level this year. Not if they got anything less than the full mid level, which and usually it's a little bit less. Not for anything anybody who signed for a mid level less than uh, two years ago. So if they signed for a mid level in twenty twenty, so like just that little bit of detail is the kind of cap management you have to be on top of, and that drives me up a wall. And it's like we always keep saying with Troy, he does a lot of good things, but there are other little things where he just he just misses it by just a little bit. And he just does things around the edges that just don't quite make sense in the grand scheme of things. And, and this, this, is one this of things. really throws a huge wrench for me in how he did this offseason. Because, like, there was a lot of good stuff from him. I still don't think we, we talked about it. I don't love the Jeremy Grant trade as an actual value proposition. Um, I feel like everyone knows that, even if we haven't talked about it at length. <laughs> but he, like, he absolutely maximized... Uh, the the Duran trade, if you put them together, it looks fine. Yep. Uh, you know, obviously getting Ivy and Duran together, great selections. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm fine Not with the Kevin Knox <laughs> Ivy deal. A, Ivy was a layup. <laughs> right. Like, there's uh, there's a lot of the easy things. There's some decent cap management. The trade um, for Noel and uh, Burks. Alec Burks. Good, 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 good. And then this, which is not just like, this is not just like a B minus. This is an F. There's there's nothing out there that supports making this move except for trust in Troy, which is not, like, if that's the only excuse you have, if that's the only reason you have, why are you trusting? Like, what you're, what you're saying in trust in Troy is, trust in Troy, he'll be good. It doesn't matter if he's good or if the player evaluation was correct, the contract evaluation is a gigantic mistake. Yeah. I still think that Begley has the potential to be a decent player in the NBA. I think I've, I'm higher on him than you. I think they can say that without... Like, obviously, I am. <laughs> <laughs> but that being said, it's still a contract too high, and it takes too much off the board. And I don't understand who we were bidding against and why he had to pay that much. Like, I feel like this is... And it was signed, what, day one? Yeah, for yeah, yeah. This was, this was known... He had this, the, the, and this is why they weren't bidding against anyone. This is, Every single person in the NBA knew Troy was going to overpay by an egregious amount and just keep his guy. This is one of those situations where if you're a smart front office like, say, the Celtics, they wait until about mid-July and know, hey, you're not going to get a better offer than this. Here, take this $6 million a year offer. Like, that's all you're going to get. Why, what, you did this to Hami last year. Yeah. Why did we not do this to Bagley? Like that, it's it's baffling, and then beyond the fact that this is a ridiculous contract structure, we have to talk about the roster spots. Yeah, there's <laughs> there he should not be getting minutes over most of the other players because they either need the development more, or they fit like 
Kelly Olynyk is not necessarily a better player than Marvin Bagley. I don't like Bagley, but even I'm not going to go that far. Yeah. But Kelly Olynyk helps Cade Cunningham alongside, you know, as a, like a power forward playing next to a Jalen Duran or a Nerlens Noel way better than Marvin Bagley does. Or Isaiah Stewart. Like, or Isaiah Stewart. Anyone you put, like, the, the most obvious and glaring hold we have on our team right now is the four position. Right. And I don't... I just like the only the only Bagley way Bagley works term. is if either a uh, Isaiah Stewart has like an out of uh, uh, an outlier shooting growth right so he becomes not just a shooter but like a shooter at pace a shooter that like has legitimate gravity mm-hmm. so that Bagley is like rolling into space which still takes out one of his best strengths Stewart and Stu uh, getting offense rebounds which I still don't like but I mean like you can crash behind like th- there's ways that's acceptable. But that requires Stewart to make a massive leap that we shouldn't expect from him. Not that he can't eventually become that, but that's still down the road. I can't expect that from him this year. No. Or you're playing him next to Kelly Olynyk, in which case, what have you done as your starting line? Like, yeah. th- there's just no way for this rotation to not hold somebody else in the lineup back so that Marvin Bagley can be Marvin Bagley. Because none of us really expect him to change as a player. If you're expecting Marvin Bagley to become a four-spacer, stop. If you're <laughs> expecting him to become a good defender, stop. Like, he hasn't shown any of that. He's never flashed any of that. This isn't like... He's four Isaiah, years in the league now. It's, well, he's not and it's not like Isaiah Stewart, where it's like, yeah, there were shots. The shot looks interesting. He, like, there's some potential here. Like, Bagley's just always been a mess here. He's never shown any transition to something else. He's never shown flashes of anything else. He is what he is. And if you like what he is, fine. But we have to talk about the roster fit, which doesn't make any sense. And we have to talk about the contract, which doesn't make any sense. I just don't understand. Like, the only real defense of this move right now is that it's probably going to make you worse, which (laughs) helps you in next year's draft. Take commander. And I'm captain of Team Tank, but, like, this is a stretch even for me. Also, there are teams that are, we are kind of, like, slowly getting better. There's a lot of teams that are actively getting worse. So, like, yeah, you, you, we're going to have to do a lot of work to out-tank the Spurs this year. Holy crap. Yep. Uh, all right. We can move on. A yep. uh, couple other deals. Pistons bringing Kevin Knox. Two years, uh, $6 million. Um, I haven't seen if there's an option yet. I would kind of assume there's a non-guarantee or something. This one wasn't. Uh, we got pretty immediate reporting from uh, the beat writers that there was no options for Bagley. I haven't seen anything either way for Knox. Mm-hmm. I think once his contract becomes official, we might learn more that might just show up on Spotrack one day. Yep. Um, I'm fine with this. Yep. Personally, like he just like it fits kind of need as a four stretching four. Uh, you know, he is. I, I joked uh, with Buddy Kukiel. Um, it says on Spotrack that it is six million guaranteed. Yeah. I don't know if that's. Mm, but they're estimating. If you if you see up the, their whole purple text thing yeah. there, is they say it's an estimate. Yeah. So um, we'll see. We we'll see uh, if it's not like that's kind of again a mistake. There's he has no leverage to demand <sighs> guaranteed money, like none whatsoever. He has been thrown away by multiple teams now, uh, and I don't know that there's anybody in the NBA who's demanding Kevin Knox's services. Like he's a he's a decent shooter as a four who can't really defend yet, doesn't make like play make for others and struggles to finish at the rim. Like there's a, this is very much a developmental gamble. I mean, I could definitely see also on the other end like Kevin Knox being like I'm not going to take like I'm going to take a one year deal unless the second year is guaranteed. So fine, cool. I'm fine. I'm fine. Two years at three million. Like it's again, this isn't a big risk, but like 
there's no real reason. Like Knox is not going to have a single year breakout season where he's earning like twenty million. I don't think he's going to be like he might, like if he million, if he has a good successful year, he might earn himself like seven years. So like yeah. that's really hard for me I mean, to see his average here. But like I could see him getting up to like a mid level exception if he has just a phenomenal year. Uh, yeah, I think that's a ceiling, but. Still, I'm I'm fine keeping him at the three. If, if he if he has that breakout year, it's because the Pistons are tanking ungodly hard because every single player else has gotten hurt. Like, I just there's no way. I'm uh, not opposed to the deal. I like I don't hate the deal. I don't, I'm not too concerned if it doesn't have an option. So, um, so anyways, he fits the roster. Hundred like, percent. Like it's it's just a, an obvious. Uh, it's an the obvious perfect guy positional to take a thing. Arm. I was like, jo- I was joking with Kukahil that we needed the Trey Lyles. Like that was the that was literally yeah. the hole in the roster was like the fourteenth man who could cover some three and cover some four and stretch the four and like they found him so yeah uh, this, I wouldn't have minded Trey Lyles himself it would have <laughs> would have been just fine for me people some people I will say don't expect Kevin Knox to be a rotation guy right away or at all like this oh, is no, a no, no, no. perfect flyer he will maybe get some spot minutes he, sh- he should average like three minutes a game in like eighteen games played. That's that's what you should expect. <laughs> I don't know. He is someone who I just I don't know. I just expect us to be a bit surprised by him as the year goes on. Is all I'm gonna say. Oh, okay. I like this oh. player. Okay. Uh, Buddy Beheim gets the two way. This is ridiculous. Syracuse. <laughs> this is uh, awful. <laughs> this is this is craziness. Uh, Buddy Beheim is like a good shooter who can't do anything else. Uh, it's this is just Troy Syracuse connections. This is Troy just throwing a couple pennies down the drain for some reason. It's it's uh it's it's just him being friends with uh Coach Beheim. Um, it's we have both of them on the summer league team. We'll get to the summer league team here in just a second. It's dumb. Uh, like yep. you do, like I bring them to summer league. Fine. Uh, don't care about give, that. Yeah, give them a ten day. They're they're great yeah. summer league players. Uh, I there's no NBA future that I see for Buddy right now. Uh, he he wouldn't have made my top hundred prospects board. Um, <laughs> I, this yeah I I'm I'm kind of hoping that after summer league they're just like mm, nah and then they give it to someone else. But two ways aren't that important. We know this, but uh, yeah, just buddy behind is two ways aren't important. But this is still just like you could find someone interesting to be there. And again, it's one of those like. It's Troy going to get Troy's guy as a favor for someone else that's Troy's guy. And I that process sucks. Sometimes I see it working. I just don't see why your favor is to Jim Beheim, personally. But yeah. I, I, don't, I don't think he's really producing much talent nowadays. We won't, get, we won't get into how terrible a person Jim Beheim is. Go for that as well. Uh, anyway, Braxton Key, uh, people remember him from last year. He has the second two-way. So uh, injury roundup, nothing of note. A uh, quick around the league segment. Do you have anything you want to put in here? No, go ahead. You know what you uh, want to say. So, so first of all, Chet will be just fine. Suck it, haters. Uh, we've already seen multiple Chet games, and uh, he's cooking everybody in summer league. Yeah, which is like a expected because he's the number two pick overall. But also B, he just like roasted Kofi Coburn and uh, Taco Fall alive. <laughs> And basically the only person we've seen give him anything so far this year is the aforementioned Kenneth Lofton Jr. Because he weighs 300 pounds. He's played one and a half summer league games. Let's calm down a little bit. And Kenneth Lofton Jr.'s center of gravity is at his fucking knees. Uh, So, like, if there's any body type that gives Chet trouble, the, like, obese player is probably the one I'm, like, least worried about. 
Someone get um, Eddie Curry and bring him back. Into we're, the we're literally talking as Chet dribbles full court and like tries to roast somebody. Uh, he will be just fine and suck it. Uh, also, just shout out to Keegan Murray for being an absolute king of summer league. As expected, this was the most predictable thing ever. That he just like walks into the court, shoots a few things, scores like twenty on fourteen shots in summer league, and walks home. It's great. I love that for him. Yep. Uh, I did not like being the Keegan Murray hater for the draft cycle. Uh, I'd like Keegan Murray as a player, and like he seems like a nice kid. And He's a really nice guy. I mean, I am enjoying very much that Keegan Murray is just being extremely Keegan Murray. I will say with Chet, I feel like I was. Like, I always thought that Paolo was my favorite prospect since the moment that Duke and Gonzaga played, but I still had Chet Saldi as number two on my board, and even then he still kind of outperformed my expectations and how he looked in that first game. And I get that it's summer league, don't look too much into it, but it was more just like what he was doing with the ball. And one of those things where it's like, uh, uh, Mark Few? Uh, what, what what was going on? What was, what was happening last year? Where, where Why was this not unleashed sooner? I mean, there were, there were complaints with Mark Few. I don't... Oh, I have a hard time. Uh, he often just had an insane reach around pass that didn't go anywhere. Yeah, well, oh uh, God, I think Few was kind of rocking a hard place because they definitely thought that uh, Jalen Suggs might be a two-year guy. Like he was not supposed to be a potential like top five pick, and that's why Chet went there. And they didn't really know that they were going to have Drew Timmy be, you know, an All-American. <laughs> yeah. uh, so just kind of a weird mess on that roster. They didn't have any guards. Uh, and like, by the way, Chet was still one of the most productive college players of all time, so he's fine. Um, <laughs> and he's roasting your favorite players. He's fine. Uh, I told you so. All right, summer league roster. Uh, let's run down the names really quick. You want to take these cards? There is a million of them on this list that you included. So we have starting off, of course, Jaden Ivey, Killian Hayes, Kate Cunningham, who is probably like Ashton, his cousin and trainer, has said he's not going to play. I don't. I never expected him to honestly play, besides maybe a short cameo. I know you're upset that he didn't get to play 20 I just, minutes. I just think, like, for it's, okay, two two really quick things about this. One, if you're worried about an injury, I hope you guys realize that, like, he's still training every day. He's more than just training. He's, he's getting which, around and right, he's which, in, like, which games. Includes, like, random pickup games in Vegas with other players, as well as scrimmages in official practices. Like, that's why he's here, so that he can practice with these guys. So, like, if you're like, oh, well, this way he won't get hurt, like, guys sprain their ankles and have foot problems and knee problems all the time. Like, it's just, that's a fake fallacy. This, uh, the, the, the like weird opportunity cost lies people tell themselves about that, like all bullshit. The reason these guys don't play summer league is that summer league is no longer valuable to them. That's why, that's why top picks don't play summer league. There's no reason. Like if you, if you think that Cade Cunningham being in Vegas and he is in Vegas and on the roster officially so that he can practice with the team. If you think that's valuable, I don't know why, like, a game or two just to, like, screw around on the court. And, like, you could play Cade as, like, a completely off-ball player. <laughs> just, like, we'll talk about this in a minute of things we'd like to see from some of the players. Like, if Cade played, I would love if Cade was just, like, randomly the four. That'd be interesting. And just, like, playing off the ball, work on your shot, work on some of your movement skills... And just, like, be a connector that empowers the rest of the team. We're not going to give you on-ball reps. Do you think bigger Cade at center? No. Center no, Cade. I don't, that one will get Cade hurt. <laughs> that, that's too much. Uh, so, anyway, yeah, I just think it's kind of weird that, you like, this this pearl clutching uh, about that. The injuries and then the, the like, 
Yeah, just in well, general, all that. Well, my thing is, it's just like, I, th- I think people get used to, like, the college football injuries where guys ruin their whole future because of playing in a bowl game or something like that. This is not that. This like, okay. Is, like, he's going to be playing harder, I feel like, in a pickup game than he is in Summer League. Probably. And, like, <laughs> I think I'll add it in some of those like, pickup games. Guess what? If he turns his ankle in Summer League and he misses preseason again, just it's not going to be the worst thing in the world. Yeah. Like, I that, that's like. Guys I can't think of many usually get ACLs in summer league. I can't think of many career like derailing injuries that have happened in summer league. So I'm just gonna say that's. that's I mean, uh, Ben say. Simmons like broke his foot, and it's still like Ben Simmons is fine. Yeah. Uh, so it's anyway, turned out halfway decent, even if he doesn't like to play basketball. Finish the rest of our, our guard list here. All right, so we got the aforementioned Buddy Beheim, Saban Lee, Kyle Foster, Jules Bernard, Cam McGusty. Are these fake names? Are just throw random <laughs> names on here. Charlie Moore, who I think is an actor, Justin Turner, who's definitely a baseball player, and Stanley Umudi. Umudi? Yeah, I don't even I don't even know how to pronounce that one. Alright, so let's go to the forward list here quick. Sadiq Bay, Jimmy Beheim, which they list him as a forward. Uh, Braxton Key, Isaiah Livers. Uh, I put Gabriela Procida here. Uh, kind of a two-three combo type thing. Um we did put someone on this forward list. Yeah, like we need forwards. Um, and then, uh, Anthony Tark, and then I'll quick hit the bigs here. Isaiah, yourself. <laughs> Isaiah Stewart, probably Jalen Duran and Balsa Koprovica. Uh, I took those because, because I know you can't pronounce Koprovica. Balsa Koprovica. And now you made me think about it. And he said Koprovica. Uh, it's pizza. Uh, like pizza. Um, so real quick, what's, uh, what's your takeaway from the roster? Yeah, <laughs> uh, summer league roster. So he, here's the, this. I'm highlighting it in our document. This is very interesting to me. Okay, and it's the bigs. There are three dudes who are like nominally centers. Uh, like none of the other forwards, unless you're playing like Isaiah Livers at center. Like there yeah. aren't other center sized players other than Isaiah Stewart, uh, Balsa Koprovica, yeah. and Jalen Duran, who is not even on the, the roster right now. We assume that he'll be ready. Probably not tonight, but probably by next game. So maybe, so maybe well, and that's and like maybe they just throw him into the fire. It is summer league. Like yeah. these practices are worth something, but they're not worth everything. Balsa Koprovica is not an NBA player. He's barely even a summer league player, uh, as far as I'm concerned. I like I don't want to see Balsa Koprovica minutes. So uh at that point you're like the the reason I point this out is that speaks to me like we might actually see Isaiah Stewart play through summer league. This is the yep. first time the guy the beat uh Guys have said it. This is the first time he's ever played summer league. He's been hurt the past two times. Um, this is a great chance for him to work out as a pick and pop guy. He's been he was hurt last year, but the year before was COVID. They didn't have him. This first year, his first year. You're right. You're right. Correct. Thank you. Take that. Someone mark that down. I corrected Jake on. <laughs> uh, so, um, I, I yeah, it, train of thought. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you did. Uh, so anyway, Isaiah Stewart is uh, getting summer league minutes. Um, we looked, we look up at the guards. We say Cade Cunningham isn't playing. Obviously Ivy plays. I expect Killian Hayes to play at least a couple games. Mm-hmm. I expect Saban Lee to play. Uh, if, if Ivy Hayes, Lee and Buddy Bayheim are your kind of your four main guys, um, you know, maybe they don't play Ivy all four games. Maybe Killian doesn't play all four games. They brought, I think this is with uh, Procida and Duran. I think it's 22 total names. I think the I think the roster they announced was twenty names. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
So that tells me that they plan on several guys taking a step back and the other guys, uh, I don't like, I don't know enough about Kyle Foster, Jules Bernard, Cam Augusti, Charlie Moore, Justin Turner, Stanley, Moody. I don't know enough about any of those guys to like tell you. We can't tell like, you if they're humans right now. Yeah. They, they sound Are like they bots. AI generated? They, they sound like bots. Um, I can't, like, I watch a lot of college basketball. I can't tell you enough about any of these guys to tell you really what they're going to offer a summer league team. Uh, so I kind of expect them to be there for, like, games three and four, which kind of sucks. I would love for the team to just, like, go whole hog for a title. Summer league, <laughs> summer league championships are meaningless and also mean everything to me. Yep. Um, so that that's kind of weird. The forward rotation is a little more interesting. Maybe we see a little bit of Sadiq Bay. If we do see Sadiq Bay, uh, just quit getting into, like, what do we want to see from summer league in order for it to be a success. I would love for Sadiq Bay to have a completely off-ball role working on movement shooting. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, I say that, but I think the realistic thing is Sadiq's going to pay 20 minutes of the first game and be done. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's, he's I just, too like, good for summer league. Uh, last year, it was Sadiq Bay, like, expands his game and, like, dribbles everywhere. Oh, and, God, like, it was the Sadiq Bay show last it year. Was, it was miserable to watch. Uh, this year, I would much prefer if it was, like, the opposite and, like, hey, Sadiq, just work on, like, these really esoteric small skills. Um, obviously, Jimmy Beheim, we expect to be kind of a shooter mover. Uh, Braxton Key, right, just a traditional wing. Livers, traditional wing. Uh, Proceda, if he plays, I expect to give, like, see him get some more, like, on ball stuff. He is, right now, more of an off ball, uh, like, Wayne Ellington type player. Like, mm-hmm. he, he is a movement shooting. Um, doesn't dribble kind of player with like some ball handling upside. Um, I'm going to drop, I think, my Proceda piece today. Uh, so it may be out by the time you listen to this pod. Uh, it took me two weeks because like it's hard when you haven't seen anything from the player, even though I have clip services now. I, I have an instat subscription, which is pretty interesting, but uh, um. Yeah, I, I think I think this is probably the more interesting group of just like seeing where Livers and Proceda go because they'll probably play all four games, I would think. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so now that we've kind of gone over the roster, what do you really want to see from somebody in order to consider Summer League a success for them? So for me, I feel like it's kind of difficult, of course, going into a Summer League where you don't really know who's all going to be playing nowadays. Right. It's, that's not like how I feel like it was three, four years ago, where it's like, all right, you know, you get the summer league roster, and they're going to play all four or five games, or whatever it's going right. to be. Now it's kind of like, yeah, some guys will play two, three games. I don't know. The person that I'm most looking forward to watching, though, I'll say, is Isaiah Limbers, because I'm very curious to see if he can kind of expand on what he brought last year in a format where he'll have the ball a little bit more than he did uh, when he was, you know, kind of came up mid towards the end of last year. Um, and I'm just kind of curious to see what he can do. If he can, in an expanded role, look a little bit more like he did when he was at Michigan, and be a little bit more of a scorer. So that's what I'm most excited to watch, because I think he's going to play, like I said, most of the games. And I feel like he has a lot to, not necessarily prove, but a lot that he could show. So like, I have zero interest in that, because I just assume Isaiah Livers will continue to be Isaiah Livers. He's never been that guy. Uh, I don't think, like, I don't think anybody has plans for him to be that guy. Uh you know, like there's some guys who like like a little bit like Sadiq Bay last year, where like they have this weird expansive summer league role, and then they go back to being a role player. And it's just kind of like I can do this, uh, but I'm only going to do it like once a game randomly. Like Livers is going to hit shots and move the ball and play like communicate on defense, and he's basically there because like in summer league because he's basically like a six year veteran, just on your bench yeah. doing veteran stuff. Uh, I. Cannot wait to watch Jalen Duran 
eat people alive. <laughs> well, yes. Um, and we're going back things we're most hyped to see. Seeing Jalen Duran on a basketball court. Just like, I, I'm just, I am so excited for the first Killian Hayes, Jalen Duran thing. I really want to see Killian Hayes, like, cook. Uh, I want to see Killian Hayes eat somebody alive defensively. Like, I want to see this. I, I'm not uh, expecting, like, the big shooting leap yet. Or, like, like I'm not expecting the offense to have just, like, been transformative. I know some people are. Uh, I don't think that's the thing you do in just an offseason. I think we'll see strides, but I don't think it's the thing you do in an offseason. And actually, um, most of these guys have, like, been on vacation. And, like, they've come back and started work, but, like, we're, like, 30% of the way through their actual, like, offseason workout programs. Um, so don't expect, like, a full offseason leap in summer league. It's just not how that works. Uh, but I would love just for, like, people to remember that he's 6'5 and eats people alive defensively. And, like, that's what this looks like when like players who are NBA level defenders play summer league. Um just to kind of remind people <laughs> that like that's a thing. Uh and like we're gonna get so many, so many Jaden Ivy dunks yep. if he plays. And there will be baptisms. I he is such a freak athlete. And this is gonna be so much fun because he's in spacing. And anytime Jaden Ivy has ever been in real spacing, he has destroyed people. Yep. Uh, I I watched. I broke down. I watched some of the USA team, uh, like under 19s from last year, and holy shit! <laughs> uh, it was basically him, Chet, and Victor Wembanyama that you walked away from that tournament going, "Holy shit, these dudes!" And uh, from a, like an athletic perspective, Jaden Ivey was just like so far away the best player in that entire tournament, uh, and like. Um, uh, uh, Davis, uh, um, Johnny Davis was like in that yeah. tournament. Like other like top picks are in that tournament, and it was just like no, no, this is Jaden Ivey show. Future and I was Wizards legend Johnny Davis. I wasn't right. sure like if that was going to translate to the NBA, but like boy, am I letting myself get hyped now. Um, I will say when you said just like Davis and then kind of pause for a second, the first thing I went to was Glenn Davis, big baby. <laughs> Okay, you, 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 you have a problem because, like, if you're gonna do that, like Anthony Davis is the obvious, like next step. Is he still playing? Is he still alive? Are we positive? <laughs> See <he> around. <laughs> Has anybody seen him? How's uh, he gonna look in the Nets this year? How? Uh, any other any other players where you're really looking for something from them? I mean, not not specifically. I feel like a lot of this roster is either brand new, not gonna play, or I don't know who you are. So, like. Yeah, I want to see Killian and Jaden specifically. I want to see those two together on backcourt. I think that's going to be fun for the like, game or two that we get of it. I want to see like Jalen Duran just yam on people. That's going to be so much fun. <laughs> but, like, Even more than the yams is the like blocking the shit out of somebody. True. There's going to be some like 26-year-old guard who's like trying to make it into the league, and, and Jalen Duran is going to make sure that never happens. <laughs> He's going to put him on the opposite end of a highlight clip. Yeah. So... Like, I feel like I'm just, I'm looking for the stereotypical things. I don't think I'm looking for anything. There's nothing. I think the, I think the other thing here. that stands out to me is Saban Lee is on this roster. Saban Lee has absolutely cooked the G League. Uh, this is another guy where it's just like, I'm not sure Saban Lee is truly an NBA player. Um, he just, like, I have a lot of questions still. I do want this to be, like, the, a chance for Saban Lee to once again just be like, I am absolutely better mm-hmm. than this. Uh, maybe better than this means that he needs to have just, like, a high-level European career, and that I would Wish him luck there. Uh, but, like, this is a seemingly prove yourself you're better than this. Come on, uh, Simon. Show us that you're ish 2.0. Yeah, or, or more, please. 
I don't, I don't know, like, uh, with all, all love and respect to Ish, like, I don't know that Ish ever happens again. Like, just... Yeah. He he exists now because he's being... <coughs> this is what you get for slandering Ish. Oh, you die. He's, he's been, uh, like, he's been such a reliable player for so long that people, like, trust him now, and that trust is what keeps him around. It's the trust of the fact that Everyone universally says he's like the best dude. Well, in the yeah, he's awesome, and like that's that's just like the the. Uh, I've never seen it. someone. Maybe it's because I follow a lot of Pistons and Wizards beat writers, but I've never seen someone with a more unanimous like. Everybody seal of loves him. Everyone, Whenever he gets traded, he's been. Everyone's like, "This is awesome. Happy for Ish. Yeah, like hopefully he can succeed more here." Uh, but like, Ish can't score efficiently. He doesn't shoot. He's not a good defender, and like. The fact that he's still around is a testament to character and reputation and, like, doing the little things right. Mm. But, like, that's not replicable because you're no longer, like, 2021-ish never gets a chance to establish that. And Saban, like, is is borderline there. So, uh, this, I just want to see him take this opportunity. So, is there anyone else you wanted to, to cover? No. I think we talked about more than we should be talking about with the uh, Summer League roster here. Okay. One last little rant for me, then. Go ahead. Uh, the the what does Killian have to do to show future investment thing? Uh, this keeps popping up, <laughs> and can I just say, like, I get that people are concerned that Killian won't be the guy they hoped he was going to be, but can we talk about like the weird fallacies in this argument? Like, when people say, "What does he have to do to like show investment or earn investment, future investment from the Pistons?" Like. What are we calling investment? Is it like money? Because it doesn't matter whether he's a superstar or like barely in the NBA, he will get paid appropriately. Yeah. If you decide to keep him, unless he's one of Troy's guys, yeah. in which case <laughs> Troy will just overpay him. If it's Troy's guy, you know he's staying in the NBA. But but like if it turns out that Killian is just a backup like bench pick, the Pistons can just give him nine million a year or whatever that that becomes worth like right? so, some mid-level exception level contract and keep him and there's no opportunity cost in the money because you're getting that value of player for that money like maybe you overpay him a little bit to keep him maybe you do that because you know you're gonna be over the cap or whatever like there there, there might be some of that but like he's not also gonna... he's a restricted free agent right right again <laughs> but the the i think more than people it's like not they're gonna lose him it's just like people are like well, what if he gets overpaid? And it's like... Well, he's getting overpaid over here. <laughs> well, it's like, more importantly, like, what is overpaid? Like, if he gets paid, like, $17 million a year and turns into just, like, an average NBA player, like, you can survive that. There's not an opportunity cost there, the way people are saying. Um, and, and there's not a roster opportunity cost. Because that's the other thing is, is it the time in the roster spot? And, like, if it's time... You have a front office that's developing and will be developing players for years. If it's time on the court, you have a backup point guard spot. If it's time, um, like if it's an opportunity cost of like roster spots, how many second round picks and flyers are better at what Killian does than what Killian does right now? Not many. Like, would you rather have Saban Lee? Like, would you rather poach a Saban Lee from another team to come play for you over Killian? No. Like, no. So just generally, like, what is this pressure that everyone is under to, like, 
Like, it's not, it, this isn't like you gave him a prove-it contract, he got injured, and now you have to bail yourself out of it. But it, people talk about, like, people make it seem like he's going to be going over to Europe in the year. Like, if he doesn't, like, show promise of being an NBA starter. I think people are just too overblown on it. And well, it's, like, it's like, what if they don't pick up his fourth-year option? It's like... <laughs> He's well, making another fucking like, sum, so there's your answer there. Well, like, he's making what, like six billion a year? Yeah. Like, why would you not? What are you getting better for like six million a year? Right? If they if they were to offer him an extension, right? If they it, let's say Troy is a is a believer like I am. Mm-hmm. Let's say Troy offers him I mean odds are probably because he spent a high draft. Maybe, maybe maybe he looks at Jaden Ivey and says he wants something different. I, I don't know. Yeah. But like let's say Troy decides to bet on his investment and get in early and says, We'll give you a uh uh twenty million twenty one million over three year extension. Mm-hmm. That like that's possible and like surprisingly low risk yeah. for what you could get. Like I'd be insanely happy with that. I, I don't I don't really see the like chance that Killian makes big money without showing us a big step first. And that's basically the only real <laughs> risk. The argument is you've seen Troy ever pay for not much to begin with. I mean, yes, but I'd rather build around Killian than Bagley anyways. <laughs> um, so yeah, I just wanted to like tackle that because I don't understand this like weird fallacy, bad faith conversation point because it's just like it doesn't exist and it's not the same as like the Bagley thing because there's no roster crunch, there's no real worry. Like, even if you had three point guards on the roster who are all better than Killian, it's really hard to have uh, like nine guys playing the one through three that are all better. Than him. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. he can play all over the roster and give you minutes somewhere better than like a Hamadou Diallo. Like, he's he's a better wing contributor than Hami is right now because he plays better defense. So, just overall, I don't I don't get it. Um, all right. I'm confused as well. So, any other free agency things you want to see? Is there anything where you're like waiting on one more thing? I know we're at 15 players once everything goes through, but is there is there a trade? Is there is there anything that's that you think is plausibly in the works that you want to? I am waiting to see if we go into the year with five centers on the roster. Uh, yeah, that's what that's the only thing I'm waiting to see is is Kelly staying around. I feel like I haven't heard his name in a while. Uh, are we keeping Noel, or is he going to be sent along? I don't know if that trade's been official yet. As soon like, as it's official, there's a recently traded player issue yeah. that holds him out for what is it, six weeks, yeah, or is it to the deadline? I think it's, I think it's until December, or is that just December fifteenth? Is that the contract signing? I don't recall the specific. Yeah, I don't. I don't remember if it's the same basically as a fresh contract or not. Yeah, I know there's I a recently cleared thing. I think it's a six. I think the, you're right. The reason, the reason I don't know is that I turn it off in two K all the time. Because That's I am trading a lot, uh, I had to keep I, I keep that on just to have a bit of guardrail. <laughs> no, 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 I'm I'm turning over nine players in my roster constantly. Uh, there's there's four dudes on my on my uh, 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 protected untouchables list, and everyone else is very touchable. <laughs> Which how how is your seventeen or whatever in your franchise? I I played two games and got extremely pissed at NBA Two K. And I uh, haven't played since. I am uh, sorry I asked. It's, it's one of the worst experiences I've ever had playing video games. I hate it so much. Uh, I don't understand how they can keep selling this. I don't understand how people play that game. Going back to the topic at hand, anything that you're waiting for no, for the Pistons? No. You think we're set in stone? I, I, unless they decide to dump Kelly 
like and get something for him and maybe open up a roster spot um just to like have one or you know do we still have cap space left over question mark a little bit okay i'd be curious to see if we ship out kelly for someone else on a cheaper deal or excuse me on a more expensive deal but a one-year deal yeah i i don't see them trading kelly for a like a piece, like anything they intend yeah. to play this year, unless they find some other stretch four, which, like, why are you trading for Kelly if you have a stretch four? Um, so I don't get to play five, maybe more than somebody's stretch four. I don't know. But regardless, I don't see I don't see them trading him for a piece, but, like, maybe somebody maybe somebody offers you a first. Maybe that's the kind of thing that happens, you know, a couple <laughs> weeks into the season. Since <laughs> offer a first. Well, I'm, th- I'm thinking, like, yeah, we're a contender. We'll give you our protected 2025 type thing. You know, just junk first. More, not, not. I will do a victory lap if we get a first round pick for Kelly in any capacity. I don't know the the kind of like we're Milwaukee and we'll give you this for our twenty twenty five. You know, obviously that one's already in play, uh, <laughs> but our you know, our twenty twenty six heavily protected whatever's that kind of thing. So, anyways, yeah, it's I don't I don't expect it. So I think it's about all around the league. We, what did the the pick has gone from what the Bucks to the Hornets or the Hornets? To the Pelicans, to the uh, Trailblazers, to the Pistons, to the Knicks. Staying at the Knicks? That's staying there. Staying at the Knicks. It okay. did not get moved. It did not continue out of the world. Otherwise. God, what are the Knicks doing? <laughs> yeah. okay. okay. All right. I think that's all of it. We'll, uh, I will have extensive clipping of the Summer League games because I'm a degenerate. Uh, that will happen on Friday because... Uh, the NBA is a sucky shit ass league that decides to put games on at 12 p.m. local or uh, uh, Eastern, Eastern time Standard Time, 9 p.m. local. Because people want that for some reason. It's like you couldn't broadcast two games at once. So it's crazy talk to me. Weird. Obviously, all the media people wanted to be there until. You I, know, I haven't checked the schedule. 11 like, o'clock Thomas and Mac Center are like, there's two courts at the Thomas and Mac. Sure. Uh, there's two courts. They they make a big thing out of it. So like, why are we broad? I, I don't know. Understand whether one game is going that way. Um, and they're they're doing all. Fuck home- you. That's why. Yeah. It's yeah. It's, it's fucking me personally. Why is it? Uh, why is it one of the teams that's on the Eastern Coast and not like a Warriors Thunder game or something crazy? Um, the NBA does this constantly and they suck for it. It's just like really a terrible look for the, the league. They do it all the time. I hate them for it. Uh, Speaking of, of terrible TV times, the whole Big Ten uh, realignment. So you're with, done with this old man yells like plow argument, and now you're going to the next one. Dude, USC, UCLA are going to play games. Like, if we have to, if, if a, a Michigan team has to go play UCLA at like 8 p.m. UCLA time, I'm going to be fucking pissed. Yes. Like, that's going to be. I'm going to enjoy you being pissed. You're going to have to do it too. I don't care. But, like, it's such a bad idea for the league, because anytime you do that... It's not. You're getting the two biggest brands left over. It sucks that that's what you, it is nowadays. You are in the worst possible Eastern Conference, time, like, Eastern time zone time slot. You are not going to be m- making money off your Michigan-UCLA game, because you... Because guess what? If Michigan and UCLA are good, they're not going to be scheduling them that late. Oh, yes, they will. No, they won't. They've routinely done it in basketball. They've you routinely... think Fox is going to allow that to happen? Yes. If it's their game of the week, it is going to be at yes. noon, and they're going to say, fuck you to the West Coast. They're terrible at this. They've done this routinely. They're terrible at this. I I think it's one of the dumbest things. Between the travel, the TV, everything, it's dumb. It's easier so to dumb. travel to LA than it is to like Iowa, I think, for the most part nowadays. Like, it's, 
I don't care about the playing time. It's the it's the uh, jet lag or the the time difference jet laggy stuff. True. That's a problem. That's not going to be great for teams that are going to be over there for two three days. I do agree with that. But uh, just just generally, I hate everything about it. It's dumb. Big uh, Ten should have just cut like three other teams and gone smaller instead, and let those teams go join the Pac twelve of suckiness. Yeah, it's never going to happen. <laughs> it's just in denial over here. That's all I'm going to say on that. It sucks that this is the reality, but I'd, ra- I'd rather a, I'd rather a Big Ten of like six teams that play each other twice than a Big Ten of sixteen teams full of this bullshit. All right, then that's go back to being a Notre Dame fan or something. If you're upset about how the conferences Gross. are looking, gross, gross, no, never. All right, that's enough. Got all I'm your done. rants out. I'm done. No, I have many more. There's more written on this topic. Oh, I realize that we haven't gotten to yet. We're done though. Goodbye. Goodbye, everybody. See you guys later. Today's music was made by Blank and Kit. You can find a link to their music in the description.